You are listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From August 4th, 2019 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the text is Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord, yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Next month will make 30 years that a fellow named Bobby McFerrin released a song that was the first a cappella song to make, make it to number one on the Billboard charts. Do you know what song that might have been? Don't worry, be happy. It goes a little something like this. Are you ready? (laughs) Don't worry, be happy. Wouldn't it be nice if it were that easy? (laughs) I've been mad at him ever since, insinuating that it's just easy to stop worrying and to be completely happy. The only problem is, That's exactly the same advice that the Apostle Paul gave to his favorite church, the church at Philippi. You remember what he wrote there? He said, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything, but with everything, by prayer and supplication, make your requests made known to God. In other words, be happy. Don't worry. McFerrin got it switched up there a little bit. But my guess, if you're like me, you have worries. True confession, I worry. My husband might even tell you I worry a lot. He'd be wrong. It's a little, it's a little bit of worry. Are you worried about something right now? Some concern that you have, maybe it's your job or your finances or there's a relationship that's just not working. Maybe it's your health or the health of someone you love dearly. One of the greatest worries, I kind of looked at the list of top worries for Americans. One of the greatest worries is people are worried about growing old. I've got a birthday coming up. I know a little something about that. Maybe you're worried about a presidential election that's over a year away. We're worried. We're worried people. 
Today I'm going to invite you to do something a little different. You guys are usually game for playing along with my crazy antics. Um, And so here's what I want you to do right now. At the end of each pew, there are index cards. I want you, the person on the end there, to take an index card and pass index card out to the people sitting on the pew there. Make sure you have a pen or a pencil. And I want you to write down, maybe just in one, two, maybe three words, something that you are worried about. Now, someone else later in the service will be getting this card, and so you're invited to put your name on there or not. I'm going to make mine out here. Two words. That's mine. One, two, maybe three words to describe your worry. Now I'm going to ask the ushers to come around and collect these cards. And as you drop your card in the basket, here's what I want you to do. Ready? You can watch me. Mentally, even whisper it, goodbye, worry. Put it in the basket. Goodbye, worry. Goodbye, worry. You're going to leave it there in that basket. Of course, you're not required to participate. If you choose not to participate, later on, don't draw a card out of the basket. Look at your card before you drop it in the box. Remember what you wrote down. Release it into the basket. Say goodbye. A few years ago, I drug my family to Atlanta, Georgia to attend my graduation, something for which they have never forgiven me. Now I'm sitting there in cap and gown, and the speaker, the commencement speaker, gets up to speak. And within about... I could tell she wasn't a very good speaker. I, you know, within the first three hours of her speech, I could tell that she wasn't very good. In her commencement speech, she told about her family and all of their medical worries and concerns. I'm like, who, who does that in a commencement speech? My friend sitting beside me kind of whispered during the middle of it that at his seminary graduation that Colin Powell had been the speaker. I was like, why can't we have a good speaker like Colin Powell? That same year, a high school in New Orleans had a really good commencement speaker by the name of Sandra Bullock. She spoke at a high school commencement. And here's what she said to that group of high schoolers. And I think it's really good advice. She said, stop worrying so much. Stop being scared of the unknown because anything I worried about didn't happen. Other stuff did happen, but not what I worried about. The unknown we can't do anything about, and I don't remember any of the moments in my life when I worried, so that's a lot of time I couldn't get back. Paul, in his letter to the church at Philippi, is saying the same thing as Bobby McFerrin and Sandra Bullock. To his favorite group of people, he says, Friends, don't worry. Just don't do it. Well, that's easier said than done, I think. A while back, I was visiting in the hospital, and I happened to be walking by the surgery waiting room. And I overheard a woman. She was talking on her cell phone. And as I walked by, she said to the person on the other line, she said, well, just quit worrying about it. And I kept walking. I have no idea, no context. But I was thinking as I kept walking and leaving her back there, thinking, 
Well, that was said out of love for sure, but how helpful is that advice, really? Just quit worrying about it. Is that something we can really do by sheer will or kind of cognitive prowess to just stop our worry? Maybe. At the church I was at before I came here, I was leading a a weekday study. And it was during the season of Lent. And so the conversation was kind of going around the circle. Have you given anything up for Lent? And so people were saying, well, I gave up chocolate or, you know, I gave up watching The Walking Dead or whatever it was. And it came to this one woman, somebody that I respect a lot, and she said, well, for Lent this year I gave up worry. And everyone in the circle kind of started laughing. Ha, 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 you gave up worry. She said, no, I'm serious. Everybody kind of got quiet. She said, I've decided that worrying isn't helpful. It doesn't help any situation. And so I'm going to give it up. And so my practice of the first couple of days here of Lent is whenever I start to worry, I just stop it. And I try to think about something else. A few weeks later, I pulled her aside and I said, how... How did that go, your Lenten practice of not worrying? She said it went really well. It's, I dare say it might be life-changing for me as I've learned how to stop myself from worrying. So she chose to give up worrying, and she was able to live into that decision. How cool is that? So the first secret of life abundant out of this four-week series, this is the first, the first secret of life abundant is simply to banish worry, to not give it space in your mental life. And I dare say that that is a pathway to peace. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Do not be anxious about anything but by everything through prayer and supplication make your requests be known to God and what does the next part say you remember and the peace that passes all understanding will be yours don't be anxious find peace is it really that simple let's talk about what we mean by peace here and Rob Bell says it really well, the kind of peace I'm talking about. He says that the peace we are offered is not a peace that is free from tragedy or illness, from bankruptcy or divorce, depression or heartache. He says it is the peace rooted in the trust that the life Jesus gives us is deeper and wider and stronger and more enduring than whatever our current circumstances are. Because all we see is not all there is, and the last word about us and our struggle has not yet been spoken. There is great mystery in these realities, the one in which we are strong when we are weak, the one in which we come to the end of ourselves only to discover that God has been there the whole time. That's the kind of peace I'm talking about here. But worry, on the other hand, according to William Ward, this is how he says it, worry is faith in the negative, trust in the unpleasant, assurance 
of disaster and belief in defeat. Now, I really like this. He says, worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. I like this even better by Mary Inglebright. Worrying does not empty tomorrow of its trouble. It empties today of its strength. Worrying is always future-oriented, is it not? It puts your mind into the future, imagining worst-case scenarios and all that kind of thing. But to live fully, to have the life abundant that Jesus promised and came to give us in John 10.10, it says, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That kind of life is only available to us when we live in each moment and not worrying and placing our brains into the future. And when we live in this moment, we recognize we have everything we need. And indeed, like the hymns says that we just sang, all will be well. We recognize, most of us have lived long enough to recognize that life is pretty unpredictable, is it not? One day we can be happy as a lark, free from many troubles and concerns, and the next day, the very next day, something can happen that will just knock us down and shake our faith and our confidence shake our joy. And so we must, when we have a moment filled with joy, we must not send ourselves into a life that is filled with trouble by worry. The card that you put in the basket, I invited you to say goodbye to it. And as the ushers stand up and redistribute these cards, you're going to draw a card of somebody else. You said goodbye to your worry. And now what the invitation is this week, every time you think about the thing that you put on that card, every time you start to worry about that thing, is to stop and remember to pray instead for your sister or your brother and their worry. This gets you beyond self-centeredness. This gets you into loving one another as a church family and gets you to stop worrying about your own problem and instead caring for another's. So open up the card. And maybe it has a name on it. Mine doesn't. And just lift a silent prayer for the person who wrote that. It's interesting, the card that I'm reading, and maybe this is your experience too, is the thing that's on this card is something I used to worry about, and everything was okay. I don't worry about this anymore. I invite you to whisper a silent prayer for the person that wrote that and their particular concern. And recognize as you're doing so that someone in this room is praying for you right now. Do not worry about anything, Paul writes, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
May it be so. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.